Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. This is David, coming at you with Welcome to the Hellmouth on WQPQXYJR. <laughs> That's right. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. First caller, you are live. How are you doing? I'm pretty great. I'm super pumped to be talking to you on this Whoa, radio station. Oh, glad to hear it. Now, <laughs> what's your request? I would like to hear you talk about season two, episode 15 of Buffy. All right. Caller will do. <laughs> Queuing it up now. <laughs> I I don't know if I can keep going with this bit. No, that's it. That's Good. it. Now, this is the post drop that we're in. Oh, right. Of course. Right. The drop. Drop the, yeah. Drop the bass. I don't know. So, Michaela, this is phases. F -f 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 phases. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> For me, this is the episode of deep cuts, like cuts Whoa, with a Z. Right? Like they are all about those deep cuts. Oh my oh, god. And Z. Yeah, that's right. That's how I say it. Oh yeah, that sounded so normal to me. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it should. But yeah, here we are. We, we've made it to phases. Uh, original air date is January 27th, 1998. And yeah, let's, let's hop right in. Did you have a good time, Dave? I had a good time, yeah. There were some weird things about my expectations for this episode, <laughs> but we'll get into those much later in the pod. Awesome. We come in, and it's what you've always wanted. <laughs> and by always, Oz? I mean... <laughs> Oz is staring at the Amy's mom cheerleading trophy. This was from episode three of season one that no one watched, but now they're calling back to it in a way that can be, you know, excused if you haven't seen the episode. But it's him going back and forth and looking at this thing and he's like, the eyes are just following me everywhere I go. <laughs> he's into it though. <laughs> because her mom is trapped in there forever. <laughs> Right. So I was pretty hyped for you because I told you this was going to happen. I didn't think it would happen so soon. Yeah. But also they do have to do it within a season or I would a think season so, and a half. Yeah. yeah. And so then like he's doing this and, and Willow walks up and she just breezes right the fuck by <laughs> the fact that there is a woman trapped in there. She doesn't know. No one knows. Doesn't she? Can't she assume? Well, I guess not. That's a crazy assumption. No, 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 no. This is just the first of many deep cuts for this episode. I don't know if we can make some sort of portmanteau of deep cuts and phases. <laughs> that's that's for you to do, Michaela. Why don't I continue for now <laughs> while you think on that? Oz and Willow are just the cutest. Uh, Holy God. Uh, everything about them is so adorable. Mm-hmm. And, hey, we see Larry again. Oh, Lair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oz apparently knows him. Larry's an upper year of Oz's year. Right, and yeah. And he's doing a lot of sexual harassment, I would say. Yeah, he is just any any lady who walks by, girl, whatever you want to call them. He is, first he says some gross things about Willow mm -hmm. uh, to Oz. Actually, let's, let's back up a little bit. Willow is wearing... I mean, a pretty Willow outfit. She's got like a knitted hat on. It's still California, whatever. But she's got like a happy face backpack. Yeah. And like, I used to be obsessed with happy faces. Really? I just had like happy face everything. What is there to latch on to? Like, I just, I just had happy face, like yellow happy faces on all my shit. Yeah, but why? What attracted you to it? It was a fad. I think there was, was like a it? happy face fad. <laughs> Man, I was a year too young for <laughs> that. Or not a girl. That's probably it. Or it I didn't don't know. hit my hometown. Uh, uh, maybe. Hmm. But anyways, this really made me feel like my obsession with happy faces was justified. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Oz, is, is his hair kind of like an auburn today? Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's like a darkish brownie red. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> Because it's not black. Anyways. His hair is different. Larry's sometimes. creeping on Willow, implying things about Oz and Willow. And yeah, like, don't want any part of that. And then he sexually harasses a very curly haired girl mm -hmm. who's walking past by uh, smacking her books to the ground. Yep. And then making lewd comments as she picks them up. I would love to give me some of that Buffy and Willow action, if you know what I mean. <laughs> That's great, Larry. You've really mastered the single entendre. <laughs> yeah. Now... <laughs> 
I know at this point because you told me that Larry's mm. gay. That was back in the Halloween episode right. of this season that you dropped that bombshell on me. I ruined the twist for you, Dave. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I it's like, it. man, this is a, a really weird thing for Larry to be doing. Huh. <laughs> I didn't even think it was going to pay off for a while yet. Oh, there you go. So it's like I half ruined it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, we sort of transitioned from Larry being gross about Willow to Willow being like, but we haven't actually done anything, and why? Right, yeah. Willow does not want to be chased in any way. And, well, I mean, she's probably nervous about the whole thing, and the idea of making the first move is not, like, really even going to occur to her at this point. But they haven't done, like, anything, right? Literally zero things. <laughs> not held hands, zero as things. far as we know. <laughs> no. I'm not uh, sure they've hugged. I... Yeah, I'm going to go with probably not. Like, literally nothing has happened. And so, yeah, that's a problem. I mean, what, have they been on maybe one date? Mm -hmm. I like the writers getting one in right here where Buffy says, it's <laughs> nice that he's not just being an animal. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to pay off. <laughs> Setting that shit up. Is Buffy wearing a trench coat? I think I'm, I don't want to call it a trench coat. It's just like a long coat. I have such bad fashion notes for She's the gonna first She's going to wear a lot of long this. coats in this episode, Dave. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Buffy's sad about Angel being evil and like yeah. she's got her own relationship trubs. <laughs> she mentions that she could use some support in this time. And if Willow and Xander could be around for her, it'd be great. Willow's got such a, <laughs> such a good burn on Xander. <laughs> I'll give Xander a call. What's his number? Oh yeah, 1-800-I'm-dating-a-skanky-ho. Yeah. <laughs> Like, damn! Uh, she gets a damn meow out of Buffy, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well-deserved meow. Well-deserved meow. There, she, Willow's still not on board with this whole Xander Cordelia thing, and, I mean, not that I think she should be, because mm, she's, no. she's still kind of hurt, and yeah, she's like, really? Cordelia? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first choice, generally. I like that in this episode, and obviously we're going to see more of this later, but with some of the other, okay, let's just call it season one, bad guys... Mm -hmm. They would just, like, pretend they didn't exist for a couple episodes. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, first of all, they can't do that with Angel because he's, like, in the credits. <laughs> yes. But I think having an episode where you don't talk about him at all or, like, see him at all would just feel really strange. It would be very weird. Yeah. I think they're doing a far better job of that yeah. general stuff. Is this next scene the first time we've seen Makeout Point? I think so. Okay. Because that's, <laughs> that's what it is, right? You oh. park up and you make out. <laughs> Let's go to Teen Sex Cove. Um, yeah. Let's do it. There's some sort of, they're on some sort of hill. There's a moon. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's full on make out point. Everything about it. There's enough parking spots for a bunch of people to be there. <laughs> Xander and Cordy are here. Makeout point is such a trope, Dave, that it doesn't have to be some place that you already knew about because from no. the get-go, you know this is makeout point. Like, yeah. that's a thing that is in stuff. It ticks every box it for really that. Does. It's amazing. It's like, <laughs> let's go down to Teen Sex Cove. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they're uh, making out and bickering. Xander's complaining about Willow to Cordy, and you're like, seriously, stop. <laughs> Xander doesn't like Oz. And I'm like, where did this even come from? Oz is great. I mean, it comes from you being jealous that Willow's not paying attention to you. That's all it is. Like, I think it has something to do with Oz. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's just a guy. Yeah. I didn't even think that Xander thought this way, though. I thought he was fine with Oz, because everyone's fine with Oz. Oz is great. Yeah, I know. Oz is great. And Xander's just jealous. Yeah. Like he's just being uh let's just let's just stop with this. Can we stop with this now? <laughs> right? Uh. But oh no, Michaela. A werewolf is watching Xander and Cordy smooch. <laughs> great. Great werewolf costume. I mean, right now you can't tell that it's not great, but it yes, Cordelia has mentioned that there's a uh, beautiful full moon mm -hmm. and the werewolf attacks their car, dealing serious damage to the hood roof. There's a weird throw to commercial slash end of cold open mm -hmm. right in the middle of this. 
which it, just yeah. feels odd because you leave like for the cold open and they're smooching and then you come back out of commercial and they're still smooching <laughs> like nothing's changed and yeah the werewolf attacks their car somehow climbs up on the top <laughs> of their soft top car without cordelia noticing and with xander just being like did you hear a noise? <laughs> and Cordy being like, oh, God, stop being distracted by things that aren't me. She is super deaf. How <laughs> how would she not have heard or noticed this? Well, she oh. notices when the arm comes through the roof. So there's that. Uh-huh. And as always, when danger strikes, she drops her keys. Yep. But then they manage to drive away. They throw the werewolf off at some point. Next day at school, Giles is so pumped about this werewolf (laughs) business. He is, like, this is that thing he used to do where he'd get really hyped about the things, like, from the occult. And I have never seen such a look of pure joy (laughs) on Giles' face. Not even when, like, J-Cal was flirting hard with him, he got kind of flustered yeah. and kind of happy, but this is full-on excitement. He's like, ooh, you, like, you know, werewolves are such a classic, and oh, I'm so excited about werewolves. It's so weird. Yeah, he says werewolf kind of weird, too, so that was very distracting for me. <laughs> he says this sort of, like, werewolf. <laughs> I'm sure you can drop in a bunch of times of him saying werewolf here. Oh, yeah, that's what I love to do. Yep. (laughs) Not giving you extra work or anything, Dave. Well, for now, but my guess is that this werewolf of the werewolf of the werewolf will be back at next month's full moon. We cut across to self-defense class. Uh, Okay, wait. Yeah. What is Oz doing in this class? (laughs) By the same token, what is Larry doing in this class? It's a mix of... Genders and grades. Yeah, genders and grades. So it's the top two grades, the junior <laughs> and senior. Sure. It's grade 11 and 12. And then boy, girl, like, I mean, I don't think mine was, oh, maybe my gym class was guys. I don't remember. That was a while ago. Hmm. I think there were guys and girls in the class, but then we would often separate to do different activities. Huh. Like we didn't yeah. ever wrestle. We had to dance instead. Oh, Seems I didn't ever wrestle, though. Oh, so, no? <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I also don't think I had to dance much. Hmm. I mean, that'd be that weird. was a while ago. Yeah, we're old. So Oz is here, being cute with Willow. Larry is also here, not being super cute, not very endearing. The object of his current sexual harassment is a young girl named Teresa. He's got a big old bandage on his arm because mm-hmm. he was bit by a dog, Dave, this mm-hmm. weekend. A wild dog. Suspicious. A big, very big dog. Oz is like, Psh, yeah, I know, right? My little cousin Jordy is teething and he bit my finger and he shows off his war wound. <laughs> and you're like, ah, classic Oz. <sighs> As Larry starts to sexually harass Teresa, though, we come into our first segment of the evening. Oh. And what's that song called, callers? That's right. <laughs> it's Red Shirts. This said this Teresa. <laughs> okay, so Buffy does like. <laughs> she is a red shirt. Oh, she is. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, Buffy gosh. does a good job. This show does a good job of sort of having a lot of mauve shirts around, and that's the character in the background that might get into peril, Jonathan, but doesn't really die, right? Yeah. And, like, they're recurring so that you have a sense of cohesiveness and consistency within the school. Right. And you see them in the background and you can recognize certain faces, like Harmony, hypothetically. Although, again, not in, what, 14 or 15 episodes now? She's going to be in the next episode, Dave. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Anyway, Teresa, (laughs) I just Uh. got this feeling, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the way she they the way they introduced her, I don't know what it was, but I was like, oh, oh, Teresa, mm, it's bad that you have a name for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's bad that you got a name. Well, I think 
that they're they're clearly making it known that yeah, she is the object of Larry's attention currently. And then, I mean, Larry is our misdirect, so all in all, that adds up to not sounding great for Teresa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Larry was introduced in a similar way, right? Like, he was just yeah. a bully that got, you know, pushed aside and then left. And uh, until the end of the episode, it's often difficult to tell who's red and who's mauve. But Teresa, you yeah. just got this feeling, like, <laughs> maybe you're not going to do so good. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Teresa. <laughs> Well, yeah. she had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> that might be optimistic. And yeah, not true. Because Larry's basically creeping on Teresa. And unluckily, perhaps for Larry, Buffy is also in their defense group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they pair up to practice the self-defense move. And Buffy flips him clear across the room. Not quite, uh, but, you know, uh, a couple meters. <laughs> Yeah, and well, I mean, Willow tells her, like, you know, tone it down, don't be super strong, but uh, then- Larry grabs her ass. It's yep. really uncomfortable. He literally assaults her. Yep. Yep. No, that's not- I have not a lot of board. problems with this Larry character. We can talk about it more later. Yeah. Uh -huh. Exposition in the library, though. Mm-hmm. This is quality exposition. Yeah, it Rarely is. Rarely do I notice, like, oh, wow, they're just expositing- <laughs> This one, though, Giles is in full-on exposition mode, telling you everything you want to know about werewolves. I mean, he's got a globe, there's a moon. It's great. <laughs> I do love his props. Yeah, the physicality is nice. Xander tells a crappy moon pie joke, and Giles is, like, really oh, into so happy. it. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he so... He's just hyped. He's on, like, the werewolf hype train, and there's no stopping him, Dave. He's partly hyped because it's a terrible joke, and Giles is a stuffy character, except when he's Ripper. Mm. So, like, he doesn't get the cultural references that they keep making. And I'd like to know how Loki used it to turn two of the sharpest men I know into his personal flying monkeys. Monkeys? I do not understand. I do. I, I understood that reference. But Moon Pie he can get behind? Okay. Yeah, yeah I like that. Oh, that's adorable. He's just being great this episode. <laughs> it's so good. There's not a lot of werewolf stuff that we don't know, I don't think, revealed here. I don't know if the the whole three-day werewolf thing is generally how werewolves work in things. Yeah, I think they figure that out here, I Full guess. Moon plus or minus, because, right, they, they're like, oh, well, good thing this won't happen for a month. And Willow <laughs> was like, or except for that whole full moon tonight. Yeah. And you're like, Willow, why do you know about the phases of the moon so accurately? She knows everything. Right, I guess. She knows more than Giles, moon-wise. <laughs> so <laughs> You'd think that her. would be, like, pretty key once you realize there's a werewolf around. You'd be, be like, like, hey, hey better hey, check. <laughs> yeah, let's get that full moon calendar <laughs> up right now. Uh, Giles and Buffy decide to make to stake out make-out point. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But, like, seriously, if anyone stops making out long enough to notice that the school librarian is here, <laughs> like, they're going to have some difficult questions for him. It's so weird. I love <laughs> it. I mean, obviously, the show writers and director, they're just reveling in this, right? Because yeah. he's there in a long coat. He's got a flashlight and, like, what, <laughs> notebooks? Yeah, it's, it makes him look pretty suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> He's the creepiest. He's so creepy. It's like, so good. Uh, well, uh, he finally learned a thing or two about being sneaky, Dave. Holy shit, she's so covert. She has like a black beanie on. Yeah, or toque, as Canadians might say. Oh, right, of course. Mm -hmm. We're all about those toques. The spec ops gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's at this point that I'm like, wait a minute. That behind the scenes thing I watched. What the fuck was that? Because I also remember this. What? There's Stop gonna be some sort of large the net. scenes thing. It was just one thing. I don't remember what it was. Fuck. I think it was before we started this podcast. Fuck. But it's like this... last episode and this episode and maybe more. Oh, I really no. don't remember. You only remember like right before the thing happens. Yeah. And then you're like, I've seen this prop or this uh <laughs> This stunt before. This it's stunt usually before, stunts. Yeah. 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 So as you suspected, there was There's a, a trap. Giant net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Buffy gets pulled up into it and I was like, Yeah, I thought that was gonna happen. <laughs> 
So at this point, Dave, have you remembered anything other than that about this episode? I know that Oz is a werewolf. But, like, you already knew that. Yeah. No, nothing nothing else. Okay. Because it really seems like you skipped most of the second half <laughs> of this season. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it seems like I don't remember anything from right. this show. <laughs> okay, maybe that's it. I feel like you used to remember things, though. Like, maybe. season one, I feel like you remembered more stuff, which worries me slightly. No, I remembered Bug Trubs and Robo Boyfriend. Right. That was it. That's true. Okay, no. And you don't know like, anything about this show. Buying, dying face down in the masturbatorium. Oh, that's a <laughs> sentence. <sighs> How's that for a deep cut, Michaela? <laughs> it's like, no matter how many times I think we finally said it for the last time, <laughs> there's always another reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm making them up. <laughs> But you'd never do that, would you, Dave? Oh, no, I respect you too much to do that. This is the worst werewolf trap ever. Like, okay, so, I mean, this werewolf hunter guy, first of all, he's quite the stereotype. (laughs) I'm, I mean, anyone who has a necklace of teeth. He has neither morals nor remorse. He is a for-the-money werewolf hunter. Yep. Like, he skins werewolves and sells their pelts to Sri Lanka. And, like, he knows that they're people most of the time, but he don't give a fuck. No, no, he doesn't care at all. Yeah, it's a really weird character who doesn't end up contributing very much to this episode. Actually, what is his purpose here? There's very little, it turns out. So he tells them one piece of information that is very relevant. Yeah, it's going to be relevant for the next scene. Just now he tells them that, oh, BT dubs, the werewolf should have been here because they, like, Sexual, sexual tension. Yeah. 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 He's like, oh, is there anywhere else you guys can think of? They're like, nope. Nowhere else in Sunnydale <laughs> does anything happen. Right. I mean, at, at this point, I'm like, next stop the bronze because we haven't been there in Choo-choo. ages. Yeah. Choo-choo indeed. <laughs> but like, okay, after that, what he is He doesn't the point? do anything useful. No. He, he makes Buffy feel bad about herself for not killing a werewolf. It's sort of. Not really, though, because he doesn't... No. Yeah. No. no. This is a good point. What is the point of him? He's wow. pretty useless. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm really floored. <laughs> we now come to Angel's requisite scene. Listen, Dave. If you were a young woman living in Sunnydale, mm-hmm. would you think to yourself, I'm going to walk alone at night? <laughs> uh... Okay, I wouldn't if I were a smart person. But if your shirt was a reddish color, you might. (laughs) That, yeah, then I might. Uh, Also, it's sort of like a Darwinian thing, right? Like, oh no. Has Teresa reproduced passing these genes on to anyone else? No. Nope. It's being removed from the gene pool, this tendency to walk alone at night in Sunnydale. Yeah, I guess that's a point. Yeah. Uh, we come to our second segment, though. Ooh. Which is simply titled, Don't You Forget About Me. Don't you forget about me. Don't, 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 don't. Don't you forget about me. <laughs> don't you forget about me. <laughs> Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. Well, right. So as we were discussing earlier, I assume. I'm always Uh stepping all over your segments, Dave. No, this is perfect. This is what should happen. He's in the title sequence. (laughs) David Boreanaz is going to be back. Yeah. He he needs some scenes. (laughs) He gets generously one and a half this episode. Yeah, like one and a quarter. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, This is the one of the one and a quarter. I like this scene, though. It's really creepy. Okay, so I'm going to say, yes, he has to come back once an episode. Yes. Yes. They have to keep talking about him. They're doing a good job of it, though. I don't have a problem with how they're doing it. I think it's fun. I think they're doing it right. And I think reminding us that Angel's here and is a super bad dude by just killing random people is a damn fine thing to do. And, like, at this point, too, it's sort of like he's starting to do his thing, but he's starting from, like, kind of a very far point from Buffy. Because Mm -hmm. this is someone who is very tenuously connected to Buffy. Like, all he knows is that they attend the same school. Like, he knows who Buffy's close friends are. So he knows that Teresa is not one of these people, but he still knows that doing this is going to send a message to Buffy. Oh, yeah. Oh, he sends a real message, too. Mm -hmm. It's good. 
Oh. But yeah, oh. he offers to walk Teresa home in the dark scariness of the Sunnydale streets, and we all know how this oh. is going to turn out. We feel pretty bad for Teresa. Oh my god, Dave. Mm-hmm. What is she wearing? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. I think what part of her clothing is red. I'm just in this yeah, scene. It's distinctly possible it's that just... she has a red shirt. But Cordy looks banging in red. She's always wearing red and it's fine. <laughs> She's usually wearing more of like a deep red though. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of what Cordy is wearing, mm-hmm. we go to the next scene. Which is in the bronze. And Cordy's talking to Willow. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even know what this outfit is. Like what this style is. She's got like white pants and a Tommy Hilfiger sweater. Okay. And like this was in a during a time when when Tommy Hilfiger was like a lot more of like a higher high fashion designer. Yeah, I remember vaguely that that was a thing. And like Cordelia is hella rich, but on top of that, she's got like a high ponytail with like a white scrunchie and some sort of hair clip. I assume to keep her stupid bangs out of the way. <laughs> She is all about the hair clips. Yeah, but just everything about this outfit really felt kind of more 90s to me. Mm, And I loved it. Scrunchy, definitely. Yeah. I'm just thinking to myself, like, oh god. Oh god, is Giles going to be in the bronze again? (laughs) Oh lord. Oh Oh, lord, let it not happen. Because he's on his way here now. Oh, he's on his way. So Cordy's complaining to Willow that Xander won't stop talking about Willow. (laughs) (laughs) I love Willow's reaction to all of this. She's just like, yeah, I know how it feels to be ignored. And it works on both levels where she's talking about how Xander always ignores her, but also how Cordy's just talking at her. And like, this is classic Cordelia. Willow expects this to happen (laughs) at this point. Uh, yeah, like Willow's not gone to hang out with Cordy specifically. No. Cordy's thought like, oh, there's Willow. I can complain at her about how much Xander's talking about her. Actually, what is Willow doing here? Because Buffy's not there. Is she hoping that Oz is going to show up? Oh, maybe. Because I don't, like, she wouldn't come here to hang out with Xander and Cordy. That's just weird. Is Xander even here? I don't know. Where don't is he? I he is. Where? Huh. <laughs> What is anyone doing here? Where did he go until the locker room? Um. (laughs) Huh. Anyway, a werewolf drops right on top of them, basically. (laughs) Right on the table in front of them. Where did it come from? (laughs) Skylights. It's fine. That place clears out so fast. Everyone is gone and no one is injured. (laughs) Hey, they're used to clearing out the bronze, Dave. (laughs) How many times has it been attacked by some sort of gang of vampires? I think only once before, technically. I'm going to go with at least twice, but Bad I could be wrong. Bad things have definitely happened in it, though. So uh, Buffy and Giles show up, and they basically, like, lock Buffy in with the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I really hoped to myself that everyone but Jonathan had cleared out of but- the bronze, and she was going to have to save him from the werewolf. <laughs> <sighs> that would have been great. So the plan for Buffy is to take him alive, in a, as opposed to the horribleness of Kane, who's going to kill the werewolf. They're going to capture the werewolf, make sure that the werewolf can't get up to any other funny business, right? Because they want, they know the werewolf is a person, and they don't want to murder yeah. a person just for being a werewolf some of the time. Yeah, that's a bad way to go. They make it very clear that as the werewolf, the person no longer is conscious and doesn't know what they're doing. So right. werewolves are our friends. Except Mm -hmm. when they're werewolves. Yeah. Buffy's creeping through the bronze trying to find the werewolf. This is a really neat scene or set of shots because we get a far more cohesive view of the bronze than we usually get. Like, we walk through a lot of the environments, but it's, it's shot wider and it follows her through in a far more fluid way, making it clear that, like, this is not a couple sets. Yeah, no. This is a warehouse that they just film in. You recognize the different parts of it as she's walking through. You're like, oh, I've seen that part in this episode and that part in this episode. That's where she threatened Cordelia with a stake. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with with Firefly, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a a lot of that is actually built together. Yeah, which is awesome to see. I don't know. It's a neat thing that they were able to do with this really neat set that they had. The werewolf does show up and we get... Uh, A lot of shots of it not looking super great. (laughs) So the main problem with this costume (sighs) is that the head does not move. No. The neck is very stationary. The eyes blink, I think. Maybe. And like there's some snarling, but there's, I don't even know if the mouth moves. Yeah, I, it's rough, man. They're going to do away with this style of werewolf. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And thank it, goodness it becomes like later on it becomes more of like a, a dog wolf sort of right. idea with like a weird face or whatever. But yeah, this is this was a mistake for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's very guy in suit right now. Oh yeah, with very much. head. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she grapples with the werewolf and then what? He gets away. She like gets a chain around him, but then he breaks free and crashes through a window. Right. Yeah, the crashing through the window. I remember that. Oh, and then Giles oh, is in the bronze again. In the bronze. Oh, so the good no, news is that it's almost empty still. Yeah, no one else is in here. It's yeah. just police and Buffy, really. And Kane. But like, yeah, Kane's here, of course. Contributing as he usually does. How did he even get here? I don't know. So Kane's like sassing Ripples in the buster. Yeah. I really just want Ripper <laughs> to haul off and punch the guy right in his face. Yeah, that sounds nice. He's basically saying that their whole people for the ethical treatment of werewolves or PETO, as I want, I've been calling it. Um, he's not on board. He doesn't want to join PETO. Mm-hmm. Again, nothing that he does in this scene changes anything about the episode. Hell to the nah. At all. Like, no. I, I didn't even realize this as I was watching it, Dave. I'm having these oh, revelations. Really? No, like, I didn't. I just accepted his presence as part of the episode and didn't question it. Oh, he's so useless. God. So we see the werewolf on the prowl looking for young blood. When who should he run into? But. Spooky faced angel. <laughs> and. Correct. Teresa's body. Yeah, Teresa, she kind of did. Was Angel planning to do something horrific with her body? Because that was kind of the vibe I was getting here. No. Like he was going to leave it somewhere horrible for Buffy to find. Oh, oh, maybe. Yeah, that would be fun, right? That seems like a thing he would do. Uh, Him and the werewolf have a snarl off, which Angel loses. Well, neither of them really want any, I would say. No, no. But Angel melts into the shadows. Right. Yeah, he is the knight. Yeah, I know. More so than ever. Although, mm, I guess he's sort of anti-Batman with the whole killing people thing. Yeah, now he kills everyone. Yeah. (gasps) So is he the Joker now? I don't know. (laughs) Teresa's dead. The Sunnydale kids, they're dropping like flies, man. Oh, how many of them have died? It doesn't matter, Dave. There's too many. It's... I don't know how there are any people in this town, why anyone stays here. These are questions we don't ever have answers for. Is is Angel the Joker, though? Because basically the whole point is that Batman and the Joker are similar other than, you know, one's the hero, one's the villain. It's two sides of the same coin kind of thing. And he's doing a very, like, jokery psychological torture on Buffy, right? Exactly. Like, this is exactly... Trying to drive her insane. The kind of thing the Joker... Yeah. Right? Oh. Like, like he's one step away from painting a big smile on Teresa's face and, like, leaving her in front of Buffy's door, you know? Uh. <laughs> like, that's the kind of creepy shit I'm expecting. Don't forget to smile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be, oh, that'd <laughs> right? be good. Hmm. It's fun that David Boreanaz has got to play both halves of that then. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I like that. From the the end of this shot where we've got the werewolf with Teresa's body, I definitely thought he was going to eat her. Kind of surprised that doesn't happen. The fact that he didn't is troublesome because mm-hmm. that's kind of what werewolves do or so we're led to believe. Right. So next scene is morning now. And what we pan up, yeah, we pan up the length of the unconscious sleeping werewolf Mm. who is somewhere in the woods as he turns back into Oz. He's a what? 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 You what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? She's a what? There's a what? He's a what? She's a what? He's a what? He's a music man. (laughs) That's exactly the title of the scene (laughs) as I have it. Right. And I mean, I can't remember a time when I did not know that Oz was a werewolf (laughs) because at this point it was many, many years ago. So I don't think this scene has ever surprised me. No. Because if I started at Hush, then I'm already past this and I already know about Oz being a werewolf. Oz wakes up and he's like, You know, that's the Oz version of very surprised, right? Because he woke up, I think, naked in the woods. Yeah. Uh, That's a different experience than his usual. At this point, I'm like, okay, there is a second werewolf. That is the draw of this episode because two pieces of evidence and one of them's pretty shaky. The first one that's actually good is that Oz is waking up on this second night of werewolf activity Mm. being surprised 
The second piece of information, which is, it's looser, and I understand that, like, it's not solid evidence, but Xander specifically points out that when they were attacked, the werewolf was, like, six feet tall. Right. And Seth Green is anything but six feet tall. He right. is 5'2"-ish. Yeah, he's a he's a small man. So when Xander's like, werewolf was <sighs> tall, and then we have this guy waking up and he's like, oh, now I'm surprised. I'm like, okay, cool. The hook of this episode is that there's a second werewolf. It's not true, Michaela. No. It's not true. It's really not. Are you postulating that... So first werewolf was the one that was out and about last night. Mm-hmm. And then between then and now, that werewolf person has bitten slash scratched Oz, who is now also a werewolf, but was not one yesterday. Basically. I guess. Like, I I don't know how this is going to go down, and I'm excited to see in the rest of the episode, but it never happens because that's not true. No, but why is he? Why is he surprised? It's the second day. (sighs) Did he wake up in his bed the last day? Like, what? Who who wrote this? I've got nothing for you, Dave. Cool. It's fine, because we get into... Oh my god, I could not breathe. I was laughing so much in this scene. As Seth Green's surprised, and he makes a quick call to his aunt, I guess, or uncle. Yeah. And says... I want to ask you something. Is Jordy a werewolf? Uh Uh-huh. And how long has that been going on? Oh, oh my God. I, I couldn't breathe, Michaela. It was funniest shit. God, Seth Green's so good at that. It's, yeah, it's, it's that like, like very deadpan kind of thing where, and, and you're just like, is Oz's family, like, are they all just as chill as he is? Because they knew that their son was a werewolf. Didn't tell Oz after he had been bitten. Yeah, they really should have told him that. They're the chillest people ever, which is not good, necessarily, obviously. No. But, oh, it's the funniest shit. It's, it's, yeah, it's a good scene. It's very good. All the Scoobies are trying to figure out who is the werewolf and, like, trying to, yeah, see what he's going to do next because they haven't got him and there's one more night, right? And they think that the person who is the werewolf is going to be werewolfish as themselves, which yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess what else do they really have to go on? It's not good evidence, I guess. <laughs> it's tenuous at best, as we are going uh-huh. to discover. But the episode of Deep Cuts continues. Oh, yeah. Because Xander has a callback to the pack. Several, actually. Yeah. Because he's like, I, I know this headspace. I can get into and know what it's thinking. And he does this whole, like, getting into the beast mode. And people are questioning him, being like, I thought you forgot everything that happened. And he's just flustered and doesn't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's basically like, I did say that, didn't I? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he figures out that it's Larry who's definitely the werewolf. Definitely. I'm I'm pro Xander here. It's funny. Yeah, no, it's it's all good. I mean, I, I think... It's going to be hard for me to be anti-Xander from this point forwards. Yeah. Oz has shown up and he is flustered, like actually flustered for the first time. This is definitely like the most emotion we have seen from Oz. (laughs) Yeah. Perhaps we'll ever see? Well, no, that's not true. He learns that Buffy's the vampire slayer and he's like, cool. (laughs) Vampires are real. Doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, just doesn't really do too much to him. But he's clearly worried, right? Yeah, he's definitely worried. Oz and Xander are wearing some, like, plaid shirts <laughs> that are both in the same style, which made me feel like they were, you know, in style at the time. And I don't know if you noticed, I didn't notice as much in this scene, but the sleeves on Oz's shirt are far too long for his arms. <laughs> now, I understand that he probably has small arms. He's being a tiny a sm- one, yeah. <laughs> sure. But, like... Was this part of something? I don't know. What's with the sleeves, Dave? Because it's going to happen with more than one shirt in this episode. Really? Wow. He's just... You can't see his hands. I don't know. I think that's his style. Who knows? Crazy. Xander goes to confront Larry about being a werewolf. And we come into our final segment of the evening. Spoiled Rotten. If you're not spoiled, then you will go far. 
you will live in happiness too. Like the Oompa Loompa Loompa Dee Doo. So I was going to make a fish joke here. <laughs> saying that Larry is not a werewolf, but is instead a fish. Because of a how he's fish. a red herring. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. All right. Can we just go over briefly what happens in Spoiled Rotten? Um, everything's turned on its head. All of your preconceived notions are dashed. I don't know, Dave. What? what? This is all about me. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> I have had both of the things spoiled oh, in this episode. That... So this entire scene is playing right. out where Xander's confronting Larry <laughs> yeah. about being a werewolf, but it's all using vague enough terminology. <laughs> and eventually Larry just admits that he's gay and like it feels so great to get it out there. And I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what's gonna happen in this scene right like yeah. Michaela told me a couple episodes ago <laughs> I just didn't expect it to pay off so soon the other thing though about Oz being a werewolf it's really weird because I knew that but I thought he was already a werewolf before this episode so I had been going mm. through everything just thinking like when he finds out that Buffy's the slayer he's like that explains a lot of things you know there's magic shit happening all around me, including the fact that I'm a werewolf and haven't told anyone. That's a good point. Like him swallowing the whole vampire thing that easily is much more reasonable if he's already a werewolf. No, he's just like a super chill guy. And that's For sure. Fine. Yeah. It, so it still works. Yeah. But I, I had such a misconception about this episode because I thought he already knew. <laughs> then I was like, he didn't already know, but it's the second day. There's two so there's werewolves. definitely another werewolf. <laughs> All of the Larry stuff was spoiled for me because I knew that he was gay. <laughs> like, this is a, a strange viewing experience for me. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind, I see. And I still don't remember anything. So, like, yeah. anything can still happen. Uh, yeah, it was a bizarre experience. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Okay, so we find out Larry's gay. This is a great scene. Oh, loving it. It is a good scene. And, you know, Larry sort of comes out to Xander and he's like, hey, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, maybe this yeah. isn't terrible. And that's a nice message to send in 1998 when I'm guessing there weren't a lot of gay characters on TV, right? <laughs> right. All that's great. You're like, I'm so happy for you, Larry, that you've been able to be your true self. But this does not excuse what you've been doing up to now. No, no, it really doesn't. And so I get that he was acting in like a hyper-masculine way in order to disguise the fact that he was gay. But going around sexually harassing people is not right. an acceptable outlet for that. Like, I understand Ugh. that he went too far in the other direction, but that doesn't make it okay that he did that. No. And... Yeah, I mean, he's a bully. I get that. We're not really supposed to like Larry. But at this point, I kind of felt like we were supposed to be fairly sympathetic towards him. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how to feel about him. Xander has accidentally implied that he is also gay. Right. Because he was talking about how he had gone through this before, meaning that he had been an animal before. But yeah, Larry took it in a different way. He now can't quite find the words to say that he's not gay, especially because this is a guy who's beat him up several times. And the revelation that he's not gay would probably cause quite a pounding. Well, and he, uh, he tries to do it a little bit, and Larry just takes it as like, oh, you're not ready to be out yet. So, right. uh, sure, wink, wink, you're totally straight, Xander. <laughs> yeah, secret safe with me, buddy, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. It's great that we have each other, though. And I was, I was pretty happy with the whole thing, frankly. Xander's like... It's bordering homophobia. It's also 1998. And, and he's a teenage boy. Bad. And he's not hes not offensive about it. I was a little worried. He doesn't not like Larry. Yeah. It's just that he doesn't want to constantly be answering the question, hey, I heard you are gay. Right. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. And like he, now Larry has this idea about him that's incorrect. Right. And so yeah. he's not hyped about that either. But he also doesn't want to get beat up again. Sure. So he's not going to correct it too soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Lair. <laughs> we got some werewolf research happening. Uh, Oz and Willow are having relationship strife because Oz is now very distracted by something. So he does a sweet jog out of the library. Uh -huh. And then uh, Willow's all sad because Oz didn't want to hang out with her. And Buffy's like, oh, well, maybe you should make the first move. 
And then everyone in the room gets real uncomfortable because Willow's like, oh, are you sure they won't make me a slut? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, no, (laughs) let's not use that word. Yeah. No. Nope. No, that wasn't good. Nope. Nope. We go to Teresa's funeral, wake, whatever. Buffy and Xander are the only people in the room with Teresa's corpse. Like, are these visiting hours? What's happening? (laughs) Is it night? I don't know. It's visiting hours with the body. Did they break in? I don't know. She pulls down the neckerchief that's been tied around Teresa's neck and sees that, yep, there's a vampire bite. It's not a werewolf. So her angst about having let a werewolf go is sort of unfounded. (laughs) But it turns out she should have angst about something else instead. Uh, Angel has sent her a delightful message. Yeah, it's a, oh, deathogram? Vampogram? (laughs) I don't know. So we've discussed in the past how one becomes a vampire. There's a whole big sucking thing. Right. So that, I'm sure that happened. But in some vampire lore, whatever you want to call it, like being buried is actually like a part of the process. Oh. Or maybe it's just that you want to wake up underground because of the whole sun dealie. Yeah. I mean, clearly... Becoming a vampire does not require being buried because Teresa manages to wake up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she wakes up and starts attacking them. They dispatch with, with Teresa. Buffy is then sad that uh, Angel is the one that yeah. did this. And we have like a weird, weird scene where she's like seeking comfort from Xander. And then there's kind of like a weird moment between them. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what am I watching? Why is this happening? There's also loose threads like what? Because <laughs> oh. I'm assuming some people wanted to bury Teresa. And now she's just gone and the room is dusty. Listen, Dave, this is Sunnydale. People going missing. Corpses, Corpses going missing? Corpses going missing. Not uncommon, I would pause it. I guess in some assembly required, it was really only the Scoobies noticing that some corpses had yep, gone walkabout. no one about. else gave a shit. And, I mean, how many people are, like, in the morgue and wake up as vampires and run away? <laughs> True. Right? Clearly that's a thing that can happen. Right, that morgue assistant that yep, one time was going assistant. through all the- <laughs> Yeah, all the morgue holes and being like, is everyone still here? Yeah, so there you go. It It is not an uncommon occurrence. <laughs> Dang. All right. Yeah. Kane's doing some useless stuff. He's gonna. He's preparing silver bullets and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. God, so useless. He's <sighs> useless, yeah. Oz is getting ready to lock himself up using the old set of family, family manacles. manacles. Where did he get them from? What is he planning to chain himself to? Where is his family, Dave? Where is his family? Like, does he have one? Are they going to come home and he's just going to be a werewolf chained up to something that may or may not hold? (laughs) Like, what is his plan? He knows a bunch of people who are good at this kind of thing. Yeah, these are proper big manacles that he somehow has in a cardboard box. Mm -hmm. Yep, (laughs) they're impressive. He does not have a good plan, but the bad plan is interrupted when Willow starts knocking on his door and will not go away. Because she's made up her mind, she's taking a stand, making a move, he's making some allusions to going through changes, and like... He's gotta be way more direct, man. (laughs) This whole werewolf thing is a bit of an allegory for puberty. Hence my phases song at the beginning. See what I did there? Anyways. Uh But yeah, she won't leave until she she sees the manacles and the chains and she's like, um... (laughs) What's all this then? What's happening? (laughs) I have also seen this scene in this stupid behind the scenes thing. Oh, for fuck's sakes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Willow's here. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. and then they get to do like the transformation thing behind a couch. (laughs) Son of a bitch. So like the mid-transformation makeup was fine. Yeah. Like like, they they should have stopped there. Not that it would have been very scary, maybe. I think they should have stopped after that point, like gone more in with it because it's still very clearly Seth Green. That's true. In its mid-transformation stuff. But yeah, Oz transforms and Willow gets freaked out and starts running away. They've got a fun little... Uh... He tells her to run and then she like sticks around. She lives in fucking Sunnydale. <laughs> Someone tells you to run, you run. Yeah. She leaves through a door with, which has a handle. How yeah. does the werewolf exit this house? Window. I guess. I guess it's good. We've seen windows. him jump through a window before. All right. And yeah, then she's she's climbing a fence. 
She clocks him with a garbage can, which at least deters him, if not knocks him out. I mean, she doesn't get away, but maybe she gets a bit of a lead on him. Right. We cut to Buffy and Giles in the library. Assembling a gun in Uh, a school. Listen, Dave, it's night. Because Murica? No one's there. It's also Murica, right? Yeah, I guess. Guns for everyone. (laughs) Buffy's wearing what I can only call a raincoat. It's a confusing material. (laughs) It's purple. Oh, weird. I don't know what it's about. I know you noticed nothing about fashion. That's fine. I think Willow's being chased around this entire time in, like, yellow overalls, which is very Willow. Yeah, she's been kicking it in the overalls today. Mm -hmm. Earlier, Buffy Buffy was also wearing a spaghetti strap tank top. I'm telling you, like, staples, Uh, staples. It was the purple one, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that one. Nice. I've got the note that Willow would rather not be chased again. Mm. Uh, uh, two <laughs> meanings of the same word, Michaela. Uh, uh, a play on words, even. This yeah. word play. <laughs> Goodness. Mile a minute here at Welcome to the Hellmouth. <laughs> yeah, she's getting chased around by Oz and not in the fun way. No, and she's in some, some trubs. She trips over some sort of <laughs> branch. But then, mm-hmm. luckily for her, the hunter man, oh, maybe this is why he exists. He set a trap for the werewolf, and raw meat on the ground is more appealing than a live person, apparently. Yeah, because there's no way to write your way around this without introducing a stupid hunter character. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> and then, you know what we learn in the next scene, Dave? That Giles has terrible glasses continuity? <laughs> Oh, I didn't learn that. I learned that the school is close to literally everything. Everything. <laughs> literally oh my god. everything. Willow ran clear from Oz's house to the school and is like barely out of breath. And like now she's run from these quote unquote woods to the school, <gasps> back to the woods in time to stop the hunting man from shooting Oz. I will just point out that Giles has real glasses continuity trubs. Like, Interesting. He lost his glasses for a take or something. Oh. So it just cuts back and forth between him not being in glasses to him being in glasses. And it's so weird to see him not in glasses. I can't believe I didn't notice that. You have to look <laughs> it up. It's pretty great. Buffy fights with the werewolf, right? Yep. Does Giles have the shot? Because he's got, like, trank gun. You know what? He doesn't have the shot, Dave. Does he know better than J-Cal? <laughs> Yeah, I think he does. So he doesn't take the shot because he, he doesn't, doesn't have, have the, the shot. shot. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, doesn't take the shot. Willow ends up taking the shot as things sort of shake out here. Because Willow's a fucking hero and she doesn't want to shoot Oz with a gun. But <laughs> like, she's going to shoot where Oz, obviously. Yeah, it's she, also a tranquilizer gun. Yeah. So she not feels the worst. bad about it. That's yeah. fine. And then Buffy scares the mean hunter man away by bending his gun in half. <laughs> he gets dissed and dismissed. Oh, yeah. So this is the second time that Oz has been shot. Also, the other time that Oz was shot, I was like, he doesn't care. He's got werewolf strength or recovery Mm. or something. But no, he was just grazed, I guess, or whatever. Hmm. I definitely thought that he was already a werewolf. That would make a lot more sense. But yeah, no, he he wasn't. (laughs) He is now. Yeah. Xander and Buffy have a nice little tying things up scene. Buffy has a mini skirt on. I'm confused. That's fine. Let's move on. Xander's hair is worse now. He got I a think. haircut. Okay, so when he was in when he was in the locker room with Larry, I was like, "Damn, Xander's looking really good this episode." And then in this scene, he looked He's looking terrible. Much worse. And I think yeah. he had less hair, and that's why. He got a bad haircut. He got a really bad haircut. Mistake. It did not serve him well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a mistake. Yeah, because he was looking great before. Anyway, he's super werewolf racist. Yeah, he is. And also, he's worried about people finding out about his conversation with Larry, who is no longer sexually harassing girls. This doesn't absolve him of his previous actions, but, you know, he's trying. Shit, I totally missed it. I was saying that this is the episode of Deep Cuts before when they were at Teresa's wake. I think we had a callback to both Robo Boyfriend and Bug Trubs. Like, these are the deepest cuts in this episode. It's It's, full of references to season one, and yet they still don't bring up Jesse. What the (laughs) fuck? Why? Guys, come on. Jesus. Pour one out, Dave. Ah, Pour one out for Jesse. Anyway, final button on the episode. Oz actually isn't taking this whole werewolf thing in stride as much as he does everything else, and it's a really big deal, so that makes a lot of sense. 
<laughs> I love that his line is, it's going to take him a couple days yeah. to get used to uh, it. I guess more in stride than most people. Listen, yeah. Dave, his, this shirt has even longer arms. Like, it's just, it's just unreasonable. Uh, I'm just picturing Seth Green going into, like, a big and tall men's store. And everyone's just looking at him, like, counter height. Wandering around, pulling things down off racks and trying them on. Like, let's be honest, it's probably a medium shirt, and that's what. <laughs> Does that mean? Oh, that's unkind. Know. Yeah, that's not <laughs> not very kind. I'm just poking fun. I love Oz. Love Seth Green. Love, love, love. <sighs> yeah, they're still very cute, Oz and Willow. Oz is like unsure that he should be around Willow. He's kind of breaking up with her because. Well, he assumes He's that dangerous. she's not going to want anything to do with him now, yeah. right? And she's like, no, man, it's all good. We live on a hellmouth. Like, there's a lot worse shit than werewolves to deal with. Yeah. But, like, let's just think about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Oz was bitten by his cousin while his cousin was in human form right. and became a werewolf. So if he ever accidentally bites or scratches Willow, <laughs> isn't she now a werewolf? Does scratch make it happen? I feel like it's just bite. When he runs into the library when they were discussing what happened to Teresa, he asks if if anyone had been scratched or bitten. So then that made me feel like scratching was enough to do it. And then I'm like, should he not be wearing gloves all the time now? But he's not like the... He's a werewolf. He's not the werewolf expert, right? (laughs) I guess. He doesn't really know. That's true. All right. (laughs) Willow's not going to become a werewolf. Spoiler alert. No. We end this episode on a great high note as I'm like, kiss? And they walk away and I'm like, aw, kiss! They do it! There's cheesy music playing. Yeah. Mm, Love it. (laughs) And that's it for the episode. We did it. How did you feel about this, Michaela? I think it's a fine episode. It's not like my favorite episode ever, but I think it does a good job of what it's trying to do. It has a lot of Seth Green, which I'm always a fan of. (laughs) Yep. Uh, it does, definitely has some good moments. And I mean, the whole misdirect with Larry, I think they do a good job of it, even if they're laying it on a bit thick. I can't even tell. <laughs> I know. You, you, you're confused. It's fine. <laughs> I was so confused. I yeah. had a really fun time with this episode. I think comparing it to like the two before it, the tone is it's, very different. It's so tonally different that you really can't compare it directly. But it feels like it could have been what season one was going for. Yes. It's not a season one episode. It's what season one was trying to do. Because it's it's kind of a monster of the week. Well, no, it is. Yeah. But it's not done in a bad way. <laughs> no, it's executed very well. Yeah. Whereas the previous two are like serious things, right? Yeah. 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 Anyway, that was, uh, it was very fun. What was your outfit of the episode? Oh, it's what Cordelia is wearing in the bronze. Mm. This whole mm-hmm. ponytail sweater ensemble i don't even know what's happening it was great (laughs) nice and what's coming up next time okay so the next episode is called bewitched bothered and bewildered it is Mm. somewhat good for you and i valentine's day themed oh yeah it's totally perfect for us not for anyone else that's fine (laughs) (laughs) you know how i like to show everybody how the cake is made behind the curtain yeah what's the met what's the saying there how the sausage is made. Oh, I don't like yeah, that. That's, I'm sticking no. with cake. Right. Yeah, cake so, is much okay. better. Now, I've already told you that Harmony will be in this episode. Right. And so, basically, we're finally going to actually have some fallout of Cordelia and Xander being together. Because oh. people at the school are starting to realize, and then they're giving Cordelia grief over dating Xander. And so, as a result of this, Xander turns to witchcraft. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. No, I I vaguely remember this. I think Joyce at one point is like super on board the Xander train or something. Like it's a, a love potion thing, maybe? I don't know. Maybe not. Guess we'll see. Was yeah. there a review of phases from our BFF, Taylor Kingston? Yes, there is a Taylor Kingston review for phases. The one where Oz is a werewolf. It's a seven out of ten. <gasps> What? What? Tell me more, Dave. Which in my ratings book is great. Worst part of the episode, the look of the werewolves. They're just super creepy. There's only one, Taylor. What the fuck? Best part of the episode, when Buffy kicks the werewolf hunter's butt. She never does that. So what What makes this a seven? 
He really enjoys this episode. It's really cool to see werewolves come into the Buffy universe. We're looking into the face of madness, Michaela. <laughs> oh, Dave, I don't know what to say. God, I'm so shocked now. I <sighs> we gotta we gotta wrap this. I can't keep going like this. I <sighs> let's just do the outro and get out of here. All right. Well, listeners, that just about does it for us. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at beyondvanu.hellmouth at gmail.com. The link is in the uh, show notes. You can also find this episode on buffy.reddit.com. And if you want to reach out to us personally, you can get on Ravelry, the uh, the knitting and spinning and other such crafts social website. I'm <laughs> at Revel in the Ravel. Michaela? I am double half Crocaela. Ooh boy all right make sure to hashtag all those nits welcome to the hellmouth and until next time farewell from the hellmouth hellmouth Hell no. Hell no.